from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. To all my fantasy children, my name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. This is All My Fantasy Children. It's a tabletop-inspired, storytelling, world-building, and character creation podcast where each week we take your brilliant listener prompts, Jeff and I talk about backstory, make the greatest character of all time, and then, you know, we make you feel good for an hour, which is important. Yeah. It is, it is, it is, it is something that is desperately needed. Yes, so, Jeff, I mean, we usually start with, like, a fun bit that helps us feel better. Um, Jeff, what's getting you excited this week? Uh, okay. Uh, first off, uh, time for the weekly check-in. Oh, fuck. Uh, the Tournament of Power has been moments away from starting for about six episodes. <laughs> Wait, the end one? The last one? Yeah. The, the big one? Yeah. <laughs> There's been a good six episodes where every time it's like, they are only four hours and 18 minutes away from the oh. Tournament of Power. Yeah, old DBZ comes back and rears its ugly head a lot. It's like, it's starting, when they know a fight's coming, they're like, oh shit, we have to stretch this out for another month. Uh, yeah, okay. We're Boo's training, it. and you're like, Boo, I don't care. <laughs> oh, but then Boo's not in it, and it's like, well, then why did you? Why'd you lead me on? You feel like you built up that a lot. <laughs> are you still, are you still feeling it? Are you enjoying it? Oh yeah, the oh my god, I love Super. Super is my, it might be my favorite of the three series. Yeah. Like Super is fantastic. It's I'm very great. excited for the Tournament of Power for you. I'm very excited. I'm so excited. It was my favorite thing that ever happened in Dragon Ball. They're doing some really interesting things with the storytelling, and I like that, like, I like that kind of Goku is explicitly the villain here, and mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Yeah, it is. That, like, Goku fucked up, and, like, now everybody's got to pay for it. <laughs> and it's, like, fully, like, not acknowledging that, and it's just like, I, lo- I want to fight these guys, and everybody's like, stop it. Stop. Like, stop I'm, it. I want to finish high school, Dad. <laughs> it's very good. good. The other thing that is getting me excited this week is uh, I have some friends, uh, some dear friends, who have all gotten really into Sea of Thieves, the, the pirate MMO. Yes. Which yes. is to say that I repurchased and have been playing a lot of Sid Meier's <laughs> Pirates from 2008. That's not true. You did not. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, Aaron. Oh, I'm, I'm very close to marrying a Dutch governor's daughter. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really proud. I'm very happy for you that you're really making that happen and like really putting stuff forward and you know and getting 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 your love life in order. That's uh, <laughs> this is a pirate game. God uh, yeah, damn it! I feel pretty good. Feel pretty good playing this 13 year old pirate game. I was just about to say that's like being like you know I've been trying to really catch up on what the kids are doing and like I saw how popular Fortnite is. So get I'm starting to play Halo Combat Evolved. You're like yeah. the game's like 20 years old, man. <laughs> I'll probably download him and get into Sea of Thieves in the near future because I'm yeah. on a pirate kick. But yeah. like, I needed to start. I needed some 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 digital comfort food. Of course. Oh, which reminds me of the other. I've been I've been on a big video game kick lately. I'm finally getting into the video games that the kids are into. Yeah. And Fighter Z, blast. Can I give you a? Uh, can I give you a moment of honesty right now? Yeah. Literally in my left monitor right now, I'm watching Dragon Ball Fighters. 
a grand finals match. It's so good. It helps it's me such, space so out good. to watch a little like something stupid like Destiny or like a fighting game while we're recording sometimes when I'm feeling a little stressed. So right now I'm watching this person named Wawa who uses Base Goku. Base Goku, I think, I've never played the game, but I think Base Goku is my favorite character because it's so dope that like the biggest scrub does so much, lays I so much base- wood. So my, my go-to team, I have two go-to, t- or th- I have a few go-to teams, and, and knowing me, I, I, it should not surprise you that all of my teams are bound by, would these people canonically work together? Is that true? Is that, you don't I, mix, you don't mix I, villains I, and shit? I demand, I demand internal <laughs> consistency so with fucking, my teams. It's, it's Goku, Krillin, and Piccolo, or Goku, Krillin, and Yamcha. <laughs> it is, uh, one of them is Goku, is OG Goku, Krillin, and Yamcha, it's the Dragon Ball Roshi boys. Okay. I've got 17, 18, and Krillin. It's the okay, family it's reunion. Family reunion, team family and reunion. Then, very good. And then my other my other team, my my main team is Yamcha, Tien, and Krillin. It is it is my boys, the other guys Fuck. that are going to come here and save the day. The clutch boys. Like this, yeah. Well, uh, Yamcha, I mean, Yamcha is really clutch at, hey, everybody. At yeah, baseball. just going to keep talking about DBZ. Yamcha's really good at just like keeping it real. You know, Krillin is like Krillin, Krillin is the Cal Ripken of DBZ. Where like he just yep. has perfect attendance for every conflict. And uh, TN comes through clutch, comes through in a pinch when you need him every time with that triangle hand. And then Tsu is also there. Yep, to sacrifice himself <laughs> to give sure. it all to give it all. Chatsu, no, no, <laughs> for you. I I love it very much. Yeah, I'm gonna be probably watching matches this whole time. Don't think I'm not concentrating. It's weighted. It's weighted. It's weighted clothing. You're wearing yeah, your. It's it's true right now. No, but it's like doodling. Like I usually like yeah. to doodle or something like that. This is helping me think. It really is. But um, what's getting me excited this week is uh, I've been playing uh, digital things that like make me relaxed. I've been playing a lot of video games. Uh, I started my second playthrough of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I completely not. I'm not doing hard mode. I'm not. I'm just starting a new file, whatever. And I'm playing Control, which a lot of people, okay. you know, a lot of people really like it. I think right now, I'm going to say a controversial opinion. I think it's fine. It's good. It's fine. I'm not like screaming. It's fine. It runs like dog shit on an Xbox One. So, but it's good. But I like the distraction of what's exciting me basically is diving into fiction and distracting myself. Whether yeah, it's sure. our own, like writing this world guide bullshit or diving into video games and really enjoying narratives. Yeah, I've been, I've, that's, that's one of the things I just love turning off for a few minutes and playing some video games. For real. Uh, I bought a humble bundle of like virtual card and board games, and I've been playing a lot of the Lord of the Rings adventure card game. Ooh, that's fun! Trying trying to run some hobbits through a river, and it's very difficult. <laughs> you know that is a pretty high challenge. That's a very good challenge. That's awesome. See, I'm all about escaping, and that's I mean, which leads us to speaking of escapism. Let's talk about our podcast where let's we try to create. An optimistic, dope, adventure-filled fantasy world with a positive tone that still has cool conflict. We do that mm-hmm. one character at a time, and we're going to use the prompt this week. Prompt uh, comes to us this week from our Discord. Prompt comes from Merle. Prompt, the rhythm of the waves heals the battered soul, which is right, very I'm good. down with it. And my pitch to you, Jeff, was we. I was writing this world thing, and I got to Moon Crescent, and like we have cool stuff about like elves, and you know we have a basic overlay of like 
overlay of like what we know about Moon Crescent is like, you know, there's ruling houses, the Nocturne happened. But like, let's just talk about like some nice shit about Moon Crescent. It's like culture and like how they yeah. do things and just just anything that you can think of that's fun that you want to say, like, I want this to be canon about the elves and their city and their region because it's like yeah. a series of islands. Um, what is the light, the land called when like the island shaped like a U, you know what I mean? Like a lagoon, you know, the lagoon would be the water in the middle of like the mm-hmm. U shaped island, but what's the island called? Oh, I forget. I don't remember. I, I honestly do not remember. Cause I like to think of like, that's what actual moon crescent looks like is like a crescent moon island. Sure. And there's the water in the middle is probably like where Nymphaeolacus got dropped. Um, sure. but you know, but it's also an archipelago anyway. So let's talk about Moon Crescent, because I think this prompt is the perfect thing to be like, let's just have a chill episode where we say, I want this to be canon about that city or that yeah, region. Cool with that. Cool with um, that. Do you have anything off the top of your head that you just want? I want to really kind of like, I feel like we've we've laid out a lot of like notes around concepts that I kind of want to poke at and like play yeah. around with. Let's do it. Like letter writing. Okay. Like what's the deal with letter writing? Okay, so we said, uh, lore refresher for Junior Wizards, um, we said- For me, this is for me. (laughs) I didn't want to say it, but No, you can say it, I'm I'm throwing my, I'm I'm, I'm calling myself out here as as a, like, Aaron, what did we say about this? So, um, we said that information is power in Moon Crescent, and this is, like, during era of, like, that there's houses that, like, have, we, we don't say how, but they have information, they're, like, old- uh, houses that have influence and power, which therefore means they have a lot of, they know information and we haven't described like monetary shit. I don't know if we have to, but they have a lot of information and they have a lot of power and influence. And so delivering mail is then like passing information and words is sort of like a sacred, this really important service that people do. And it comes, okay. and it comes from, uh, Nymphaeolacus back in the day when she had the quill of whispered truths. Um, she would every morning write you a letter that tells you exactly what you need to help get you through the day, whether you're in high or low tide. And it made this tradition of letter writing very important. And like, you know, it's a personal exchange of words from a distance, you know? So if you're in low tide, someone can send you a letter the same way as when you're in high tide. And it's like a safe way of saying hello, or I love you. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, I want to throw in, so, so a couple things immediately jump to mind. I want to throw in a detail of, like, something that is, I think, cool that I want to be canon about some of these, like, ruling houses of Moon Crescent uh, is that they are literal, gigantic, old, impossibly large houses. Ooh, I like that a lot. This idea of information is important. Yes. I kind of think, like, it would be cool if it was because elves are not relatively long-lived. Oh, but like their houses are these gigantic cavernous structures that like, you know, very Castle Dracula-esque. Oh, so that there's literally like acts of like, I got to go into these old rooms and like pour through files from generations ago that are all like immaculately well kept. And like, that is where that information stuff comes from is like, is like three generations ago, we built this house. I have been walking around it for 20 years and I have not seen every room. Damn. Uh, okay. So that you unpacked a lot there, and it's very exciting for me. So you have just made a canon that the elves are not as what not as long lived as the other. Because we always talk about how humans and dwarves and el and fantasy, like all these fantasy cultures, all are like fucking super long lived, right? 
We yeah. say like time is different and like the average lifespan would be like fucking, I don't know, a couple hundred years or a thousand years or something. Who cares? But so an elf, it is not the case. I kind of I, I kinda like I kind of like that. I, I like yeah. that I like that they, they 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 time is different to them. They don't quite live as long. And so like or yeah, I no, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I think I like that. I think I like that idea. And then there's this idea of like generational knowledge and like figuring thing you know yeah time is like, finite like it's very human in that way of like yeah. you know you you have to it's precious like you know you have to do things and accomplish things and pass on information to generations while you have the time because you're not a beast person who can be like i'm thirty thousand fucking years old you know yeah. i yeah, dig, I dig it. it and i don't i what i want to keep in mind is that they i don't want them to be and not implying that you're saying this they're like the sad culture who has it hard you know, because no, they no, have no. the title cycle and stuff. I know that we're not going to, but I have to clarify that this isn't like the punishing culture. There's always one in fiction and fantasy that like yeah. sucks to be, and I don't want that to be elves. No, I and I, I that's a that's a very good point. I I don't think it is necessarily. I guess this is a point about like all of the cultures. Is I don't think any of I think that like they, they all live to varying lengths. Yes. Like, I don't, I've never pictured humans in fantasy living longer than, like, your average human. Ah, interesting. Okay. Like, that's just something that I've never, like, thought of. Like, that was just the assumption, and that's partially because, you know, you when you think about a human in a fantasy concept, you bring a lot of human concepts to it. Yeah, of course. So I don't necessarily think that they are, like, I don't, I, I guess I'm thinking, like, in terms of, they're not immortal right no, like they are not no. immortal like the beastmen but they are also not like the only culture that has a lifespan like yes. i'm kind of picturing like i think the beast folk are the only people that live for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years i like that a lot everybody else and with whatever whatever terminology we use for time it's very loose it might be centuries it might be decades but like i think i kind of think beast folk aside everyone else is kind of operating on the same sort of humanist or same sort of scale right I, like i dig that a lot um it it will be very fun and informative for further developing these cultures knowing moving forward after that's been established that like no you don't live to be because like i've been running on this assumption that everybody lives to be a gajillion gazillion years you know but knowing that there is a finite amount of time on the planet of fantasy is very relatable and i think it's gonna be i I like i like that cool so i have another i have another cultural note if you'd like it of course yeah that ties into both that and a culture of letter writing as if something that i was kind of just saying out loud as i was talking about their big giant cavernous houses yeah i think elves i think elf moon crescent culture i want to i want i i'm i always want to move away from the idea of a monoculture of like everyone is like this but like moon crescent culture right like the city of moon crescent the city of moon crescent i think is has a big like it is a huge cultural norm within moon crescent to embrace the idea of preservation of like documents and information along those lines right like information is power it means that like excuse me libraries are super important it means that it means that your library your museum your your home like filing cabinet these are all very important things Mm -hmm. that are like immaculately kept in order because the written word is important the preservation of information the passing along of ideas these things are important so these things are portantant so it is so it is it is it is putting those things in order and making sure that they last, which I think also kind of 
even more so than the idea of them being necessarily not long lived, which I think we can kind of move away from into sort of an average lifespan. But like the idea that like a culture that a culture, a people, a city that really emphasizes exquisite preservation of information I like this a lot. That information is going to outlive you. I and in the, that. And in the same way that we now in we now in 2020 have more information at our fingertips than we could possibly like indulge. I think every house in Moon Crescent is like, I have articles written by my great great grandmother from 200 years ago that like I have never put a finger on. I don't know where they are in my house. Mm. And if I could find them, that's an incredible wealth of knowledge that has been written down and preserved. But I have to physically go and find them in my house. So it, within the we, we within the large houses, yes, there is a there's a value of like preserving the history of a large house, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But what about for normal people who aren't a part of that? You know, for lack of a better term, like class. You know, like what defines? We're gonna ask some hard hitting journalism fantasy mm-hmm. questions this episode, but like. What do you want to define one of these? Is everyone a part of one? And then some just have larger buildings. Like, you know, are, you know what I'm saying? Like, what defines a ruling house or like a large house in Moon Crescent over, you know, my apartment? You know, what is the mm-hmm. difference there? Like, availability of resources? Because we imply in like Swift Wind and all that stuff that like they have information and therefore they're powerful and they have the means, they have detectives, they have this. You know, it implies like a different class, but like we can modify that and retcon it if you want or if you really want to lean into that. I kind of want to lean into that, but I do want to, I, I do want to spend a good bit of time emphasizing that like there are normal people and they are like kind of resisting against this sort of aristocracy in a lot of ways because we kind of established that with swift wind and that's something that i really want i think this is really important for me yeah i'm about it i'm about it and a, a normal people of moon crescent detail along those same lines is that scrapbooking is huge mm, i was gonna i swear to god i was gonna say like i want something to be like you know i still have every fucking birthday card that my grandparents ever gave me because it's like that kind of keeping, you know, you it's a, keep it's a cultural norm. It is a cultural yeah. norm that like if somebody if somebody puts a word, if somebody puts word to paper, you keep that paper like so you get old books, you know, a scrapbook of all of your old birthday cards, a scrapbook of every news article that was written about your uncle Charlie. Like, yeah, old photos of family members, old photos of you that keep this because what that tells me is there is a deep love. There's a preservation of history, you know, how you exist and the events that led to your existence. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know who you're, you know, everybody, people know their genealogy. People know the culture. Like, you know, I don't know. Is that fun? I like, I like like that. I like, it's, it's an idea of like, it's an idea of like keeping your, keeping your story and the story of your loved one sacred, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. this is the, this is the love letter that, this is the love letter that my dad wrote my other dad. Like, this is, this is the love letter that they wrote to each other. And it's like, I have this book of all of these memories and it's 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 that same sort of cultural norm of like preserving that information is important just transposed into instead of it being a shitty power grab it is like a personal family history type effect i really like this because the idea i like the idea coming from if you know who you are and you know what essentially like your family your found family the people who got to you to where you exist in this present moment how you how what they had to do to get there 
you would find strength in that. Like that's strength. Yeah. yeah. I think that that is a, it's valued. It's a, it's a thing that gives people strength in Moon Crescent to have these, this information, this history, this, uh, this knowledge. It reminds me of the, the beast folklore thing that we made where it's like people keep tokens that have memories attached to them because that's how we preserve who we are. Like receiving a token when you've forgotten your memories, you know, would be like, you know, it jogs your memories. But the elven thing would be like, you have to know who you are. We, you have to know what came before you and your history because that's what our strength is, is never forgetting that or letting anybody take it from you. Because I think a lot of it comes from the fact that there, the event that we wrote is the Nocturne, where like, you know, a, a cataclysm happened and having history from before the Nocturne, of during the Nocturne, you know, written letters that people were sending each other while they were, you know, struggling in the cold and in being separated and, you know, freezing and losing people but keeping the photographs of them and information about them is strength i i really want what it tell what this all tells me is that these people who you know face the nocturne and shit like that firsthand are preserving their history yeah are, are just people who understand the fragility of life like they yeah like you know in they, fantasy it's like went, you're invincible they went through a thing yes. like the truth is like they went like their culture their society their city their homes their families went through something terrifying yeah and like that type of thing like it i i like the idea that that has brought together a sense of like of like in case just in case we lose each other let's make sure that we that we keep each other's stories as close as possible that way we never fully lose one another no you never forget who you are and what you know what you're what you stand for and all that shit i love that i i i think the other thing that i want to uh, oh god, I had a thing. Oh yeah, I, 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 it all kind of brings together another piece of of Moon Crescent culture that I think I really want to like lean into because I know that we've said before the idea that like when you become part of like Moon Crescent cultures, when you grow up, when you get to whatever the equivalent age of age eighteen or twenty one or whatever age we want, you know, whatever the Elven equivalent of the Elven age of adulthood, right? Mm-hmm. You change your name. Yes. And yes. like that is a an accepted process. You know, you reintroduce yourself to your loved ones. Everybody like hugs you and they're like, oh, they're it's happy to meet you, you know, and your name reflects who you are, where you're going, what your role in life is. Yeah. Like what you want, whatever. Honestly, it's like it. it's you can when you're ready, you know, when you when you're ready and you want to change your name, it's like done. It is yeah. done. You know, you you're that person now. I think that having and I like the idea of. A culture that, like, that is simply part of your story is going, well, this is who they are now. Like, this is this is where they've came from. What their name was before is lost to the ages. Like, it yeah. is it is it is immaterial. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of even want to throw out the idea that, like, they just that like that's the only piece of altering that is done is like it is a it is a very treasured tradition. When someone comes to you with their new name as you go through and you like mark off their name on things. Ah, I dig that. I dig that. Because it's like, it's like, okay, they found who they are. And like, you might, you might mark off a name three or four times in someone's lifetime. But like, it's this idea of like, of like, oh, great. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that they have found who they are in life. Like, let me go back and like, their story remains unchanged. But the name that the name in my letters that I've referred to them as is like, I'm changing it to what their name is now because like, you, and it also it's you go it's, and it's, fucking it's, get rid of their dead name basically you yeah know? right and it's <laughs> this idea it <laughs> it's exactly like that, yeah and it's this idea of like of it also kind of forces you to go back through and be like oh man i remember when we were young i remember this story i'm gonna change that name but like 
this like I remember this story and I relive all of these letters and it's this it's a I think it's a nice nice thing. I think so too. You know, yeah, I I really like that. I I dig the fact that there's just a a universal respect for all of these things. I like it. I just like it yeah. a lot. Um, I, I have also, a, oh, sorry, please go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say the the, uh, the thing that I wanted to throw out there is there's probably a several year long period of like self discovery where you're encouraged to go back through because like you said like your family history is your power right like seeing other people's journeys learning your families like learning what makes them them like all of these things are your power yes so a period where it's like go back through read the books you know see what other people went through see the journeys that they took and and figure out how they relate to yours it you know it might not at all but like figure out that find your strength in like the stories of the people around you yeah and then when you're ready like you'll know like like in doing so like it helps you kind of be like okay yeah i understand where i am and where i've come from so like i am ready to take this step because it's one thing to just like learn about your family but it's another thing to be like all right now let's learn about like the everyone like the community as a whole like my world like you know to look outside yourself type thing which is really which is really dope i really like that there's this journey people like it's encouraged to take to learn as much as you can about other people yeah and it's and and it in doing so you learn about yourself you learn about others and you learn about yourself and you learn and it helps you go where you're going i love it now i have a detail yes in uh the land the last episode in the audio spe- the audio extra i wrote down in my notebook a long time ago that i was like i want um there to be a thing in fantasy that magical like how you can pass spells to people is by enchanting objects and it's basically like it's it's like the concept of runes you know what i mean like oh they always have like you lay your hand on the stone and it gives you the spell it's like it's the it's the middle it's the i mean it goes back to episode one where we talk about magical things in lord of the rings where it's not necessarily like i have blasted this with energy it's that Somebody is so good at spinning rope that when they spun this rope, it it, it was magical because it was imbued by someone that is inherently so good at something. And I'll, like, it's the idea that, say, Aaron, I want you, Jeff, I want to share my love of, you know, making the perfect bonfire is my example that I keep using. But it would be like, I, I give you uh, a birthday card and it says like, happy birthday, Jeff. I hope this bonfire keeps you warm at night. Just mm-hmm. by reading it, you're like, you get the spell called, like, you know, learn bonfire and things like yeah. that. And so I, I feel want... the warmth of the bonfire around me. I, I but see But you it. know how to do it. That's the thing. Like, you would know how to create them as a result. And, like, I could teach you fireball through that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, yeah. It's like the idea that's usually in fantasy where it's, like, encapsulated in a crystal is this spell. And if you, you know, you crush it, you learn it. But I'm like, what if that could be done in, like, small gestures or, like hikers on a path you lay your it says like lay hands here and like you lay your hands on the thing and then you get like move silently so like the birds can enjoy like you know the animals don't notice you and you can you don't like bother them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. things like that and i kind of want this idea to be in moon crescent these letters could be enchanted with happy spells or like you know healing word you know you send to somebody in low tide you know, something that's like, I don't know, uh, you know, it's it, it you open the card and it gives them a spell called like recall, recall memory. And you, like, you yeah. know, it calls upon a fun memory that you two had to cheer them up like things like that. I like the idea of magical. These letters also bear some kind of magical element that like shares 
spells, shares gifts, shares fun. Like there's either a gift, like there's a gift involved in the letter you send to Pete to friends every day, you know, or or a spell or something. Something's yeah. engraved in it that gives you a new ability, a new spell, a new a new fun thing in life. I love it. Yeah, just something cool cuz like I keep thinking about these elves being like um the idea of low tide and high tide. We say that high tide elves, like people in high tide take care of those in low. And I'm like, how can you do that? And it's it's harkening back to the my current situation of like, you know, you can't fucking see anybody. But like I wish I could send someone you know, when I'm having a great day, I wish I could send someone that like magically imbued you with my good feels for that yeah. day, you know, or, you know, or tethers you to me so that like, you know, when I throw my hand up, you feel the high five on your hand, you know, you think that connect people because I, yeah. I keep thinking about the nocturne and it keeps making me think about fucking, you know, honestly, Corona lockdown. And I'm like, it, it makes me think of people trying to connect with each other in a time that is very challenging and the kind of culture that would evolve from that in an optimistic fantasy setting. Oh, I love that. And I like the idea of here's here's another another pulled from a uh, real life piece of fantasy lore that I'd yeah. like to drop into Elven Moon Crescent lore. Tying into this idea of like that journey, right? That like you're reading, like reading someone's story, reading their notes, going through it, pouring over these details. I love the idea that inherently doing that, like doing that with someone that you truly love and care about, like bonds you together. And like, you always kind of have a sense of where they are, like how you just have that sort of like inherent connection. I like it of like, oh, I, 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 I bet so and so is is feeling in low tide. I should go over there and drop off a casserole. Like you just, you just have that feeling because like you have read so much of their life and their journey that like going through those notes, you just have that feeling, right? Like I think that's a very common thing. It kind of ties into that cultural idea of people in high tide taking care of people in low tide is like. I've read your story. I know your life's journey. Like, I understand. I've read so much of, like, your letters, your notes, what you've been, what you've done, who you've loved, who you've hated. I've read these things in detail. So, like, I just know. I just know, and I can just feel it in the air when you are when you are low and need support. Like, I just know. I love it. it you've, what you've described is, like, the idea of getting to know someone on such a deep level that you literally have a connection with them that is emotional, physical, and a little mystical. Yeah. You know, you you get to know them through their letters and these writings and, like, by connecting with them, that it forms a physical connection to you. And I think it's something in Moon Crescent is prized. Like, uh, it's almost like a status symbol is how large your connected web of, like, love is. You know, mm. like, how many people you're bound to and tied to in this web of basically compassion and empathy is something that it's like, wow, like you're, you're, you're linked to so many people. That's a beautiful thing. And it's like, I, I should strive for that in my own life to form a bond with as many people as you have, you know, because it's important to have, it's literally a magical support system is what you have described. Yeah. And it's perfect because in lore, like the, the, what the fucking quill did with Nymphaeolacus back in the day was link you to everyone. Yeah, it, it made you know them, and I think what the part of the thing we were trying to tell is that like it's too much for one person to do that. So I think a big thing that the elves took from it was like, but if we spread it out amongst ourselves, if and we, we all make take it care a, of each other, we yes, can be okay. we can be okay and overcome this tide thing. If we increase our, do you want to give it a cool fantasy name? This like net, this this webbing. Um, 
the support system, the uh, the the life link, the uh, I don't know the story the storyline. Aaron, fuck God, I just uh, every time I'd make that sound. By the way, I'm like looking around, like ready to get up because I would like walk around the room if I wasn't tethered by headphones. Um, the storyline. It's is, your storyline. Now, fuck. I want to throw in a detail about the storyline that is, I think, important. Oh, it's important, and it's it's not. It's it's adding a little bit of less funness to it, but it's like okay. I think it's I like import- messy, shitty, you know, real. Well, I think it's stuff. important to add in because I think it ultimately makes it more special and wholesome and like positive to me. Mm-hmm. Is if you personally have control over it as a recipient. Oh, of course. This idea of like of like because I think what I picture is like you know if I knew someone and I loved someone and like we became close and then we parted ways. I, I would want, you know, like, it's that feeling of like, well, I can't have that person in my storyline anymore. And you've, and you, you part, and it, and you as the recipient can remove yourself. Like, you have that ability to, like, delete that contact. <laughs> delete that contact from your you phone. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, cause, and, cause I just think that's a, an important safety thing to of have. Of course. Is like, a, is this, like, this idea of, like, it is to you what love you receive. And yes. like it is it is it is your call like like this is not a culture that is going to impose that upon you but like you get to say like I am interested in this support. Of course. It, it's like a it goes both ways, you know. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's pretty much like if I were to call you it, like it's pretty much calling on the phone where it's like yeah. do you want to accept my call or like do you want to accept my storyline basically and like yeah. you know you're you're bonding yourself to someone. Of course, yeah, definitely there's a whole like approval part of that where it's like no I, 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 I don't want that yeah i just i i i know that we that that had been kind of implied but i think stuff like that is always good to say out it loud is good just to in terms loud. of a like yeah in terms of just like this is kind of how it works it is like this this you know this this love and this bond is given but it is also received it's it's very interesting that we're talking about elves and like we we like to talk about them and we, we i had to say that preface where i was like i don't want to hammer on them and make them like the it sucks to be but in a way like we made a fantasy culture that is like very human in that way like mm-hmm. they are they deal with you know having periods of high and low that are uncontrollable there are a lot of things that we're literally putting in there that are essentially us in the elves. And that, yeah. like now it's this, it's finite. You know, your life is, people know that life is short and life is, you know, delicate. And it's important to love people while you can and connect yourself to as many people as you can. And, you know, build your own, build your, you know, know who you are and who you came from and don't let people take that from you. Like, we, we can't run away from the fact that, like, yeah, they're sad because they're essentially the most human culture that we've made on this show. Yeah. Um, and I, I had to say it out loud that I was thinking about it. I was like, am I being mean to the elves? I'm like, no, this is just real shit. <laughs> It's real life. <laughs> it is, and it is, and I like interjecting into things like other cultures, like bits of it. But I also like a bit. This is us just talking about like our process, I guess. Where I, I do like there being bits of unrealistic optimism in a lot of fantasy mm-hmm. moments, where it's like the haplings are just happy, you know, and like that's that's fun. But I also like. You know, it is that you. I always feel you have to have a balance of messy, yeah. sad to silly, jokey, blah 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 in everything. You know, it's. I agree. So I just I, I had to mention it. We never talk about that kind of stuff. I we agree. just always kind of uh, we hide our message in our peanut butter, and we're like, hope they got it. You know. Um, yeah. Do you have any other things? Oh, I have a fun one. Just an image. Okay. I like. Um, so it's coastal. It's like you know, it's a huge region. I mean, you know, there's yeah. mountains, and it's 
you know, there's forests and stuff, but we always talk about the main city in Moon Crescent, which is like by the water. And there's like this an archipelago, so there's like a fuck ton of islands. So I like this idea of the wind being a uh, a thing where like okay. I imagined a, I imagined Moon Crescent's forests and stuff that run and connect all the different towns and locations are connected by trains. Um, because New Jersey has a fuck ton of trains in it. Sure, and I, sure. And I like the idea that they either run on the wind or their whistle that is a wind chime. And you can hear them coming because you hear like the gang long, lang, long, lang, long. And you're like, oh, the train's coming. You know, as opposed to woo, woo. I imagine it being a wind chime. I like the idea like of that. wind energy and just that kind of feeling of the wind is this cool. Because you'd have a fuck ton of it. So it's like, why not turn? I don't know. We talk about halflings and shit all the time, having like plant power and stuff. Yeah. I was like, why not the wind and the water the wind do is cool. dope shit? I like that. Cool. I have, a, I, have a, I have a fun one. Yeah. Have we talked about drink in Moon Crescent? Is that we, a thing we discussed? We talked very briefly. I, we mentioned at some point about like there's a cocktail or something, I think. It was very vague. I can't believe that's in my Because I've though. got some thoughts. Yeah, of course. If it's a coastal region that is if it is a coastal region i like the idea that like they do a lot of salty drinks Ooh, primarily because i like salty drinks yeah so like a good like uh, a margarita oh with like a salt rim yeah i think like a lot of like salty cocktail drinks are like a big thing and like i think salt is like a big you know thing right like, like sea profile salt. like it's yeah they, like, a sea, they in, like a sea salt infuse it informs a lot of their dishes fuck yeah like you know they they have seasoned food and beverages but like that salty and um what's a fun i think like salty and sweet is a predominant yeah f- is like our, our predominant notes throughout beverages and throughout food in moon crescent is like this feeling of like, you know, a really rich, balanced, salty flavor, like a margarita or like a goza, goze. I never know yep, how to say goza, it. Yep, goza, yep, goza. Like goza's that kind of thing. Big, big thing. Salted pretzels and like, you know, really rich, salty foods are like really appreciated, but they all sometimes have like a really nice balance of sweetness in them. Oh, and like, well, because they, because again, if they are a, a large coastal region, like a seafood is probably not an inconsiderable amount of like what they just they eat. Yeah, of course. And so, like you know, like you pair seafood with a really nice like sweet cream dip or like a butter dip, like a butter mm, brush, like yeah, yeah. salted or, cod you know, and like you know yeah. salt baked fish, things like that. I just like the idea of this this feeling. Like when you evoke images of Moon Crescent, I always see. When you're by water, whether it's a lake or the ocean, and it's gray and overcast and not yeah. raining, but misting, that feeling of that on your face and the mm-hmm. smell of like water in the air. I think whether you're in the forests, I always see it being like, I feel like this fog when I think about it in this mist and this like spray. And I try to conjure that whenever I'm thinking about elves in general of like, you know, some people would be like, oh my God, that sounds really just uncomfortable and weird. And it would be like, yeah, let's lean into that. They have a level of, you know, they have title they stuff. It. Yeah. And they're like, yes. And so I, 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 I dug it. I like it a lot. And that's kind of where I always come from with them is mist and spray and fog. And, you know, when the morning and when it's right after it's like a huge thunderstorm or something where it's cloudy and the sun breaks it, there's this really beautiful fog, but on a bright, sunny day. And I always think about Mm. that when I'm thinking about Moon Crescent. And like the I think a fun detail is whether you're in the forest 
like the forested mountain area of Moon Crescent or the city or like in a remote area, you can somehow always hear the crashing of the ocean. Like no mm. matter where you are, it's like carried on the wind. And I, I, I don't know. I think that's fine. I like that. <laughs> Big cranberry it's, wine culture as oh. well. Pulling a little bit of South Jersey lore. Harkening cran- to my favorite thing. Big cranberry wine culture. Have you like had it cranberry grows, wine? It grows, it grows in the water. I think cranberries are a big thing. Bogs? Oh, my God. Oh, my cranberry God. Cranberry bogs? They're in the... Or can they be in, like, the mountain area? Or, like, yeah. cranberry bogs? Like, swampy, you know, uh, marshy, boggy, really cool. And, oh, their cranberries are... What's special about them? Are they large um, or are they extra tart? Extra tart. I like that idea that, like, they're really sour and they have, but they, like, finish with this beautiful, like, acidity that is, that's why it's, like, used for everything because they, they're they used in cooking, they're used in food because it's like, oh, my God, if you're not making a cranberry relish, it's this beautiful, sweet, tart, 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 acidic thing that just goes so well with fish. Oh, God, you would love a really beautiful cranberry salsa from moon crescent mm-hmm. ah this is this is brightening my day this conversation i'm not gonna lie just talking about cool elf shit because like I-, I like the ruling houses and i like detectives but i like do you want them to kind of like moving forward are they like villainous you know let's Who? peek behind the curtain the ruling houses and like oh detectives I mean, they're, and they're, shit like that they're rich aristocrats and my view has been eat the rich since day one yeah so, so fuck like, them all and yes yeah, so they're objectively they are bad <laughs> like they are like the ruling houses are bickering rich people that have petty feuds and mm. the ordinary people get caught up in those things like and we've said since episode yes. zero like you know the the gourd family are shitheads are like, shitheads and yes. like I and like the rich people are shitheads and I think like so I'm explicitly saying peeling back the curtain that like eat the rich mm-hmm. the the aristocratic upper elite of Moon Crescent are largely bastards. We're never going to spend and Aaron I I am I'm just saying this and if you feel super differently let me know like I never want to spend a ton of time digging into like their feuds like i don't want to no, go down no, the game of, i don't want to go down the game of thrones route because no i, I think it's unpleasant so it's unpleasant and also just boring to it's, me it's super whack it's just like uh, if you want that kind of shit like open a european history book because i don't want to fucking rehash that nonsense but and like we can say that like among the houses like you know assassinations and all that kind yeah, of stuff all is that, happening you know, but like typical and, but, european fantasy stuff some of that yeah, like, that happens, but, like, I don't want to dive into it. I kind of, like, that's something that we touched on, but we never clarified. And I've yeah. always been, like, wondering. I'm, like, I, I know they exist, and I know they're this, like, a shitty monarchy ruling class thing that has power and influence in, fan, in, in Moon Crescent. And I just wanted to establish that, like, yes, they do indeed suck. They suck they, shit. They are, they are bad, and people oppose them, and the people that oppose them are right in doing so. Good excellent good i just i don't know i had to talk about it no i we, appreciate, you, we appreciate leave, you bringing it up yeah we leave a lot of stones unturned and like while it is like you know dusk sea breeze is fun that they were like a knight for a ruling house and there's this mystery and intrigue but at a certain point i had to be like so wait is everybody bad who just like yes that was like the feuds of bad people doing yeah. bad shit there's like no there's no good noble house okay which is why something like ignatius and the light uh oh, the light of ignatius exists is sense. because is because the there are like the the authorities 
in Moon Crescent are her, are are opposed to the will of the people. So organi- organizations like the Light of Ignatius exist to help people navigate that. I really like that. It makes me want to do another revisit into the House Ignatius, like whether or not there's multiple towers all over the world or just one. Mm. You know what I mean? I dig if, that. You know, if it's not just one person who carries a lantern or if it's like chapters, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, I fucking love that. I love the goddamn... I like Moon Crescent a lot because it's... It's hard. I like... And I really wanted to always give it a lot of care because it's the one where we don't ever... If you've noticed, we've never really written dumb shit about. You know, like Purethra Guild and Iron Hill have a lot of, like, silly fun to them. And, like, yeah, like, you know, the Battle of Iron Hill is sad and, like, the memory stuff with Iron Hill is sad and, like, Purethra Guild has a lot of stuff in it that's, like, fucked up. But, like, Moon Crescent, we've yet to ever tell a story that's like, oh, I can't stop farting. You know what I mean? There's never mm-hmm. been a giant pumpkin story out of Purethra Guild, which I think it deserves. But I also had to acknowledge the fact that, like, I like them a lot because they are very – that that fantasy thing that we're building, that world over there is very dark, and it's very re- – it's a little real. And I, yeah. I had to try to bring it up, but I was like, I feel like it's – and, I, you know, while I'm writing the world building guide, hey, listener, I kind of feel like I didn't want to do him dirty by, like, having something stupid in there. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like, I'm always very reluctant to make a Moon Crescent story that isn't, like, serious, you know, because it's, it sounds it sounds hard to live in. You know, it doesn't sound hard to live there. It's just complicated. It's it's it's, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's something no, that I, I wanted you. to. Yeah, good. Now what? Got anything else? Uh, uh, no, but I would like to give you a teaser for next week's episode. Oh, fuck. Okay. I'm going to send you a link and oh, talk sh- a little bit about uh, what well, I would propose I would love to use for next week's episode. It is a game by Ben Robbins, who made the game Microscope, which is also a game that I want to use on the show. <gasps> oh, this looks so dope. Yes. But, yes, uh, yes. It's called Union. Uh, Union is a game about family and ancestry that is explicitly about like looking at a hero's great deed. And then, like, tracing back their family history and, like, how their family story and the generations, like, leading up to that moment come to create this hero's great deed. And I really think that is really ties in well with what we just talked about today, where it's, like, knowing who you are is so valued. I think this is something that we could dive into of, like, this person is doing that. They are tracing their lineage to find out how the fuck they got to be, like, a quote-unquote hero. Yeah, and that's kind of what I why I was like, let's let's commit to saying we're gonna do this next episode because I think it'll be a really interesting, like, play, pay off to a lot of the stuff that we did this week of like, of like, let's look at like a character story and then look at like how everything has led up to that, and it'll let us use this new cool game. I know it's 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 been a hard week uh, as we're recording this, listener. It is May thirty first for uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, it has been a hard week, and yes. I'm trying to you know, still make stuff that feels good and it's, like, uplifting and stuff, but it's hard not to bring my own personal frustrations and feelings into the Mm -hmm. work. And I'm just trying to share that with y'all that, like... But, um, yeah, we're gonna... Let's dive into that next week and find out what makes... Kind of what makes the story that... Like, you know, because it's easy to be, like, they're a hero, but I think it's cool to find out what the people who, like, paved the way for their heroism. I like that. That's what I would like to do next week. Dope. To, like, pay off a lot of this kind of stuff that we've talked about in this episode. I fuck with it. Um, All right. You, is that a wrap? 
I think that's a wrap. It's a wrap on fucking random moon crescent details that I feel like talking about because I don't feel like making a character this week because I feel like shit. Fantasy. <laughs> Fantasy World 2 or Moon Crescent. Boom. Uh, thank you so much for your prompt, Merla. Um, if you like to submit a prompt of your own for future use in an episode, uh, feel free to do it. If you want to use the game that we're go check out Union and, you know, spam some prompts at us for us to use next episode. Um, Hell yeah. Inspired by that. And then we'll use it and talk about it. Uh, if you'd like to send a prompt, there's a ton of ways you can do it. And Jeff, roll it on down, please. You can tweet them at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com. Or you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC discord and post them in the prompt submission channel. Yeah. If you really like two player role playing games and who the fuck doesn't. And you enjoy them being told by one of the people telling them to be somebody super wise, super informed, and super talented at telling stories. You should check out Jeff's podcast because there is no better two-player role-playing game podcast by someone who is actually knows what the fuck he's talking about on multiple topics. And that's Jeff Stormer of Party of One goddamn Podcast. Right. Yeah, goddamn right. <laughs> Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Shibuya. All My Fantasy Children is part to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. Um, go check out oneshotpodcast.com and find out all the cool, amazing tabletop content. Shows like Skyjack's Courier's Call featuring moi. Shows like Arms of the Tide, which is really great right now. Um, and what else? Modifier, Backstory, fucking uh, Broadswords. There's like a really, there's a ton of shows on the there's network. got a lot of good content on the one You know, network. Asians represent. Like fucking check out all these cool shows and check out everything because it's all good. We give our personal stamp of approval to everything. No, we love all of them and you should, you will too. Um, verbal fucking hug this week. <laughs> Um, it's like, Fuck I, me. God. I feel like we've said before that it is okay to not be okay. Facts. But, um, uh, help how you can, uh, be present, be active, be engaged, contribute to causes that help people and support people. It is a difficult time for everyone. Do what you can. Take the time to for yourself you know you're more valuable you're more valuable in the fight than out of it in the most direct manner of speaking yeah don't push your don't burn yourself out don't sacrifice yourself for anything but stay engaged contribute stay alert be proactive be positive with one another and be supportive and we are all fighting this fight together yeah this fucking sucks, um, what's going on, and, you know, support protesters in any way you can, whether it's monetary, whether it's, you know, physical presence, if you want to fucking, um, and another important thing is to, uh, this is fucking, this sucks, um, when you're, during this time, it's, it's, it's really good, you know, to, you know, lift up black voices, lift up the voices mm-hmm. of people of color, but don't forget to keep fucking doing that when this is, you know, hopefully yeah. ends with a positive resolution on the side of light instead of darkness. Yeah. You know, don't forget to keep that going. It's too, it's, you know, too many people, unfortunately, fucking really drop the ball and let shit fall to the wayside after this is done. Make sure you're lifting up people, you know, even when this shit is done and we have won, hopefully, you know, and be I good. I agree completely. Uh, one thing I should mention, I'm going to say this on the party of one intro, but I'm going to say it here as well. 
if you donate to your area's local uh, aid fund supporting people who are arrested in Black Lives Matter protests, uh, send me a screenshot of your donation. I will send you any of the games that I've published on jeffstormer.itch.io, that Mission Accomplished, Reunited, and It Feels, Empty, whatever you want, I will send you a game or games. Doesn't matter to me. That, that money is going to a better place anyway. Uh, donate, send me a screenshot of the donation. I will send you the game or games of your choice. Uh, that is just send that screenshot to Jeff Stormer at Gmail and uh, the game will be in your inbox. Dope. Like that is that is an ongoing offer to whatever uh, bail aid f- uh, organization is local to your area or that you choose to want to support. If an, if a donation lands in my inbox, you're getting a game. That is an ongoing thing of support that I. it's not it is it is it is the least that I can do. Uh, make sure that you're fucking donating. If you get, if you're getting a fucking, if you're getting money, you're working or you're earning something, make sure to give to the fucking, uh, funds that free Black Lives Matters protests, uh, protesters who have been fucking wrongfully arrested and all that bullshit that's fucking happening. Um, make sure that you're giving your time, energy and fucking support to the people who need it. Um, yep. Fight the fucking power. Fuck this shit. And, uh, Black Lives Matter. Black Um, Lives Matter. Yeah. I think that's it. So until next time, good good night night and good good game. game. Senior Wizard Aaron here, and normally at the end of episodes, I post fun lore and fun things. But you know me, I'm not particularly well-spoken during uh, verbal hugs, and so I wanted to take a day and really record something that I believe in. Um, so Jeff and I are huge fucking supporters of the Black Lives Matter protests that are happening right now and what is being done to protest police brutality and injustice for black people. Uh, we think that's super fucked up and so should you. So what you need to do is use the power that's inside of you that you fucking have. So you're going to go to blacklivesmatters.carrd. Dot co, not com, dot co. And there's a list of ways you can help. Signing petitions, donating, testing or calling, a missing people list, things for protesters, maps and shit like that. Get out there, use your voice, use the power that you have. Do not sit by and be a fucking bystander to this. Use the abilities you have now that you have the opportunity. And my gentle reminder that even when this is all done and we have won and we have triumphed and we have said, fuck these police who keep beating up black people and murdering people and, you know, being a militarized force of the ruling class. When the voices of black people and other people of color are heard and this shit is fucking dismantled because fuck them, you still lift up these voices. You still do your part. You still so so show support. This is not a temporary thing and that is unfortunate, but you need to stay vigilant, stay active, and stay positive and strong. Be a force for good out there. Go to blacklivesmatters.carrd.co. Consider donating. You know, check it out. See what you can do, but use your power. I love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye!